when I was in the seminary. We met with a priest about every two to three weeks. He was called our spiritual director. And so with this priest, we would talk about what God was saying to us in our prayer. We would talk about our prayer life. So at times, we talked about the great joys and celebrations of prayer. And then at times, we talked about the struggles in prayer. There was one time a few years ago that I went to my spiritual director and I said to him, Father, I have a problem with this type of prayer. Now, it wasn't the prayer of Lexio Divina that the monks of old taught. It wasn't imaginative prayer that St. Ignatius of Loyola wrote about and encouraged. And it wasn't the prayer of recollection or mental prayer that St. Teresa of Avila taught in her writings. No, it was a more simple type of prayer that perplexed me, that I struggled with. Now, as I tell you this, I hope I don't scandalize you, and by the homily's end, you'll see that I've overcome this struggle with this specific type of prayer. The type of prayer that really troubled me was intercessory prayer, praying for other people. Now, there were a few reasons for that. The first reason was that I saw that this was the type of prayer that the majority of people, when they pray, utilize. Sometimes they could go maybe days or weeks without praying, but when something happens in their life, they fall to their knees and they come to God and they start asking God to help them in whatever they're going through or to help someone else. Sometimes when I talk to people, I tell them in prayer, this is the fallacy of God as the magic genie bottle. That if we just rub the magic genie, then God is going to give us what we want when we ask him. And that's the only time we speak with the Lord. The second struggle that I had with intercessory prayer was that there were people in my life that asked me to pray for them and to pray for their intentions that I wasn't convinced they themselves were praying for what they wanted me to pray for. Sometimes I think people might think that because I was a seminarian at the time, or now that I'm a priest, that my prayers were somehow more powerful than their prayers, that God would surely listen to me, but God might not listen to them. And so they entrusted me with their prayers. So that was the second struggle I had. The third struggle was that in the seminary, they taught us many different ways to pray. Those ways that I talked about just a few minutes ago. Mental prayer, Lexio Divina, all these types of prayer. So in the seminary, I came to the realization that our God is a God of relationship. That he wants us to talk with him and to him and to sit in his presence and to be still and to listen for his voice deep within our hearts. God wants to be in a relationship with us, and that's what those types of prayer facilitate. So as I came to know this, I thought then that I had some sort of secret knowledge about prayer, an inside scoop, that this prayer, the prayer that I was starting to do, was in some way superior to the prayer of intercession, of praying for other people. My last struggle with prayer was more on an intellectual level, trying to come to terms with it. In the discipline of theology, I've specialized in Mariology and spiritual theology and the blending of the two. And so I had to come and accept and grapple with this problem that I had about intercessory prayer. It's in the Gospels that Jesus knows the inner depths of the people's hearts in the scriptures. 
It's when he's speaking to the Pharisees and to the scribes that he already addresses what they're thinking before they even say it. That God already knows. In one of the Psalms it says that God knows when we sit or when we stand. That we can't run from God. That we can't hide from God. This is the realization that God is omniscient. That he's all-knowing. And so... For intercessory prayer then, the struggle was, well, God already knows what I want to ask. God already knows that so-and-so has cancer. He already knows that this person is underemployed and is looking for another job. And so, to me, the question was, why even bother to tell God what he already knows? And even on a further level, I struggled with the idea that we can't manipulate God with our prayers. That when we go and we pray to God, we can't change the mind of God because nothing happens to us that hasn't already been foreseen in the divine plan. So I struggled with that. Why pray at all? The reality is, is we pray for other people because God expands our heart to love, to love others. And God opens our heart to be able to accept what his will is in our life and in the life of those that we're praying for. It was this gospel that I heard maybe two or three years ago that really kind of brought home intercessory prayer for me. It was because as Jesus is walking by this blind man, he stops and he converses with him and he asks him this question, what do you want me to do for you? Now this is Jesus. This is the God of the universe who's standing before Bartimaeus, the blind man, and he already knows that the man's blind. He knows that he wants to see. He knows the inner depths of this man's heart. But yet Jesus wants him to be able to articulate it, to be able to ask it. What do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, I want to see. And so he does. He's able to see. God wants us to ask for the things that we pray for because it's the, it helps us to understand that God is the giver of all that is good, that everything we have in life depends upon God, and that we have a need for God, and that's why we turn to him when we make our prayers of intercession in our own life. In the gospel, Jesus was passing by. Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was near, and so he began to call out, Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. That's what we did precisely at the beginning of this Mass. As we called to mind our sins, as we invoked the Lord's mercy, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And then Jesus continued to pass by our eyes in this liturgy as we heard the Old Testament from the prophet Jeremiah, seeing how the old is fulfilled in the new, how Jesus makes all things new and is the fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old Testament. And then Jesus continued to pass by from the letter to the Hebrews to this particular moment where he stands before you at this very moment and he asks you that question that he asked Bartimaeus so long ago. What do you want me to do for you? So tonight, in the silence of your hearts, encounter the Lord Jesus. Come to him as Barnabas did, and be able to give an answer to that question he's asking you right now. What do you want me to do for you? This is the reason why we pray to God. It's why we make intercession. Because Jesus has given us the example. Because he has already asked the question.